Back Porching Podcast is brought to you in part by Legacy Now. Legacy Now is a ministry I lead that exists to serve those that serve others, primarily in the student ministry space. If I can serve you and for more information about my ministry or to connect with me on social media, you can find more information at LegacyNow.me. That's LegacyNow.me. Hey friends, welcome back to the porch. It's a uh, late fall cold night a little windy out here you might hear the wind picking up a little bit um hey i wanted to talk about a topic tonight based on my last podcast something that i asked a handful of friends on the back porch what is something that uh would be good to talk about and so i'm gonna go there real quick uh i do have some more interviews coming soon had to reschedule a couple of them but uh there should be some more interviews coming down the pike soon had to move a couple around but uh, i am really actually i've said this before but super excited about you getting to hang out with some of these guys that have said yes to be a part of this so excited about that coming soon but for tonight i wanted to just hang out on the porch and, and talk to you about something real quick and share something with you that um for me has been a developing issue it's an it's an area of my life that i wish i could say i was great at it's something i've been aware of and trying to get better at especially in the last uh, long season and it's really a, a simple issue but it's an issue that's imperative as a leader as a small group leader as a friend but it's one of those things that frankly some of us just don't do right and don't get right and we miss a lot because of it and it's a simple simple topic but it's profoundly important and the topic is listening it's listening to what people say it's listening to what people are saying and how they're saying it and i wanted to impact that for you a little bit tonight a long time ago i read a book by charles stanley called listening to god and it really wrecked me in the book, he talks about um, how God speaks to the Holy Spirit and he speaks to other people and he speaks to his word and really challenges us to think about uh, us, whoever's reading the book, about just really taking time to listen that God's speaking in a bunch of different ways. And years later, when I wrote my first book, uh, Halt This Mountain Be Recognized, one of the very first chapters is about listening. And then when I wrote my last book, That Others May Live, a chapter that I've gotten, honestly, one of the most... Uh, amounts of feedback on is a chapter about listening when it comes to being a small group leader and being uh, a leader for students and for others. And so I wanted to unpack that a little bit tonight. A few friends mentioned that as an important topic, and I think it is. So I wanted to unpack that for you a little bit. Uh, something for you to think about and hopefully challenge you with. Um, for most of us, if we're really honest, listening is a really interesting art because when people are talking, we're busy thinking about what we're going to say. As people are sharing their stories or talking about whatever in our brain, we're racking our brain for whatever thing we could say to make a connection to them or sound good to them or be relevant to them or whatever that is. But we're usually going through our Rolodex in our brain. I just said Rolodex. Man, I'm old. Um, you can Google that, anybody under 30. But um, anyway, uh, we're, we're kind of rolling through our brain thinking about, man, what, what can I say? What story can I say to top that or to whatever? And when we're doing that, we're not listening. We're not paying attention. We're actually putting the emphasis on ourselves, not the person talking. Uh, years ago, when I was working at North Point, I was meeting with one of my good friends who was one of our small group leaders then. And we were at a Starbucks talking, and he was sharing something really important he wanted to talk about and something going on in his life. And I was listening to every word he said. And in the middle of our conversation, he really called me out. It was really awkward. We're sitting there in a the corner at a Starbucks and just having this really good conversation. And I think, man, this is, in my brain, I'm thinking, this is great. It's so cool he's sharing this. What a, what a cool opportunity to be a part of this guy's life and be walking through this with him. And then halfway through the conversation, he's like, dude, are you listening to me? 
I'm like, I've heard every word you said. And I, I recited back what he was talking about. He's like, man, that's crazy. I had no idea you're listening because if by looking at you, I would say you're not listening. And I was like, what? what? <laughs> huh? Because my body language, I was too busy looking the room and high, you know, waving hi to people that I knew that came in and just kind of scanning the room all the time. And I wasn't really looking at him or acting like I was interested in what he was talking about. And the reality is I was completely interested, but I was expressing that I wasn't. And so first challenge of listening is, is to actually listen, is to look at the person and to think and to not wander off. And for me, that's a challenge. If you know me, my brain's always going a thousand miles an hour and it's hard for me to focus on one thing at a time. That's kind of how God's wired me. And so it's become a discipline and especially serious conversations to stop and listen and look at a person and try not to look at other things and be tuned in and be focused. And sometimes we're listening, but it looks like we're not. And when we do that, people tend to not share as much because they think that you don't care because you're not, you don't look like you do. You're not engaged. Now there's a line there. You know, we all have those close talking friends. We all have those friends that overly listen. If that makes sense, they're like staring at you and it's awkward. So there's a weird line there. You've got to kind of figure out for yourself, but uh, I would just challenge you. One of the first things to think about in listening is your body language. The other thing to think about is to not be afraid of silence. I had a good friend who was a small group leader once, and he's one of the greatest dudes I know. And I went to his small group to check in and he would ask a question. And before his guys would have a chance to answer, he would go ahead and start answering. He'd be like, hey, what did you blah, blah, blah. And then immediately go into, well, blah, blah, blah. I thought this and this and this. And I was like, dude, your guys don't talk. He's like, well, they just don't talk. And I'm like, well, you don't give them a chance to talk. And so I challenged him to start counting to 10 or 15 after he asked a question. And come to find out, his guys had a lot of really good stuff to share. They just didn't feel like they could. Because they just knew as soon as he asked the question, he would start talking. And so one of the things we can do is embrace silence and let people think and give people space. And that's a journey. As a small group leader, I get it. There's a lot of awkward silence. There's a lot of moments where you've got to think and then decide, do I ask a person to say something? Do I let it sit? Are they actually just thinking right now? Or maybe they have nothing to say. Maybe they don't have a thought about it. But let them sit in it with a minute. Let the Spirit do what the Spirit does. And don't expect that you're always going to be the one that has to have something to say or have to always keep talking. And we're all different when it comes to that. We all have our moments. But I would just challenge you uh, as a leader when it comes to listening, be active with that. Don't just ask a question and keep talking. Actually listen and give people space. And we get in patterns of that, especially when people don't talk much. We feel like we have to talk all the time. But I would just challenge you, if that's where you're at as a leader, to give yourself space and give yourself the grace to give people time to think and ask another question. If one question didn't get answers, rephrase the question. Uh, sometimes I will ask questions, especially for teenagers, um, especially as I'm getting to know them, I won't ask specific questions. So like tonight I was sitting in with a group of high schoolers at my church and instead of asking them a specific question, I asked them a generic question. I said, hey, what would you, they're seniors. And I said, what would you tell freshmen about walking through high school? And I made it very generic. And they started sharing, which is really cool. Because it was a generic question that was kind of open for everything. I don't know those guys super well. So if I started asking super, super important personal questions, they probably wouldn't have answered. Because I don't have that relational change with them. But I can go in and go, hey, you're seniors. What would you tell a freshman jumping into high school? And these guys had some really cool things to say. 
So it's also being aware of how to frame questions and how to think about your audience and how to think about things in such a way that uh, give people a chance to respond. Uh, one of my best friends is an incredible mentor, and he has a question. Um, I, I've, I've met with a bunch of leaders with him, and it's really awesome with him because I know the questions he's going to ask. He has a method of asking questions, and I know his pattern. I know how he does it. And so he has a, uh, I would say, a list in his brain of questions he asks, and then based on the answer, he listens really well. He's already got the next two or three questions lined up. And what he does really well is he doesn't usually say a lot when he's asking questions. He just listens. Ask questions and listens and ask questions and listens. He might say a little something, but just keeps asking questions. And by the end of the conversation, he might have some wisdom to share or some thoughts to share. I have another good friend who's an incredible leader, and he does nothing but ask questions. He'll ask a question and make you think and make you wonder, and it drives you crazy. And at the very end, he'll drop a bomb of wisdom. And he's like... He's this ninja leader where he'll just ask a question and it drives you crazy. He loves to poke the bear and ask questions that make you think about life or theology or faith. And then he won't always give you his answer. He wants you to wrestle with it. He wants you to make it personal. And I love that. I love the way he does that. But he does a great job of getting conversation going and getting people a chance to talk. But he listens. He's always listening. I think that's a key thing. Another part of listening for me that really struck me a couple years ago I was speaking at a retreat. And I think I've shared this story before. Uh, I don't know if I have on the podcast, but um, at this retreat, um, they asked the leaders, um, the upperclassmen asked me to come hang out with their cabin one night. After a late night session, they asked me if I just wanted to come hang out with them. And so I went, um, it was like a fall retreat thing for this church. And so I went to this cabin. I was hanging out with these dudes. They were mostly seniors. And we were just chilling outside, sitting at the table, incredible like night, stars everywhere, just one of those cool scenes. And just hanging out, talking about stuff. And eventually, one of them asked a really cool question about something that uh, guys talk about a lot. It's kind of personal and a struggle a lot of dudes have. It's just a, a healthy conversation to have, especially for Christians, to figure out how do I navigate this world. And immediately, as soon as he asked that question, his small group leader from the church said, oh, we don't talk about that stuff here. That's not appropriate. And I just sat there, and I looked at these dudes' faces, and I saw it. I saw it. I, my heart broke. And I remember thinking, this is not a safe place. They're not going to listen to the things I want to talk about. And so another key part of listening is being prepared to listen to things that you might not share a conviction of, or they might not share a conviction of, or they're struggling with, or things going in their life that you don't struggle with. But being prepared to listen with empathy and with grace to uh, people or to scenarios that maybe you're not familiar with, but you can listen and you can process and you can help someone think about it in a way to, to figure out where's Jesus in the story. But that's a really interesting challenge of listening is how do I listen to people who might be sharing stuff that I don't struggle with or sharing stuff that I don't agree with? How do I put myself in a place? And for me, the best way to do that is to treat someone like Jesus treats me. I think all the time, Jesus gives me so much grace and gives me so much empathy and is so in uh, in with me all the time when he doesn't need to be and can walk away. He chooses to stay with me and he chooses to love me through my uh, stupidity <laughs> and my junk. And he doesn't leave me. And, it's, um, and I don't know why. I would have left me a long time ago, but he doesn't. And what's amazing is I know when I talk to him, he's listening. Because he doesn't just know the happy-go-lucky me or the me on stage, or the me whatever, he knows the real me. He knows the struggles, the fears, the, the bad days, the good days, the worries. And he still loves me, and he listens to me. 
why would I not do that for someone else? I think one of the challenges of listening is it's easy to listen to people you have stuff in common with. But would you put yourself in a position to think about listening to people who maybe you don't agree with? And in 2019, that's a little radical statement, but it's a true statement. And I think if we all did that a little bit better, maybe, maybe, just maybe, we'd get along a little bit more. The other part of listening, too, is just being available. If I had a dollar for every time I was in an opportunity that I didn't expect it and a conversation started, uh, a couple weeks ago at church, I walked up to one of the dudes I've spent some time with over the last couple of years and simply said, hey, man, how you doing? Because I could just see it in his face. He was having a bad day. And he goes, man, can we talk? And 30 minutes later, we're in a corner and he's just sharing his soul. He needed someone to talk to. And all I did was make myself available. Uh, it happens all the time when you just hang out and you're around and you're available. And I think for, especially working with teenage dudes, uh, one of the challenges you want them to talk a lot and you feel like they've got something to share and often they don't. And I don't know how you were as a teenager, but a lot of teenage dudes especially don't know how to share uh, yet or they're developing that skill or they're developing that part of their life. And I think for me, one of the things I've learned over the years is simply be available. You just never know. You just never know when someone needs that opportunity to have someone to talk to. And if you're available and if you've proved that you're listening, you might just be the person they choose to come to and they need to talk. I think listening is one of those things that frankly is uh, it's something we're all aware of, but it's something we could all do better at. And I'm not the expert by all means, but it's one of those areas of my life that I've tried to work on and try to get better at and try to constantly ask God to help me be a better listener. And I would challenge you with this. If you're in a, a season of life where maybe you spend time with people, maybe you're in a small group or maybe you mentor people Maybe you'd like to be a mentor for people. Uh, one of the things that's been really handy for me and been really powerful for me is if I know I'm going to have a meeting. So I have my high school group in uh, two nights. And I know that those guys are going to be over and we're going to be talking about stuff. I'm going to pray about it. I'm going to take time to pray and ask God to position my heart to be prepared to listen. And I'm going to pray and ask God to help me think about where those guys are, what's going on in their life. What season, what's going on in their family, what's going on in their personal life, what's going on in the culture of our group, and being available to simply listen to them. Uh, I've got a guy coming over to hang out on the back porch later this week, a friend that wants to talk about something, and so I know he's coming over. I'm going to take time and think and pray about him and our relationship and what I know is going on. Now, there's a good chance he might throw me a curveball about something I have no idea about. That's cool, but I want to be prepared if I can. I want to be prepared to be in a place to go. Hey, God, I, I want to be open to whatever you want me to listen to and whatever you might have me say. But I want to be prepared. Now, there's times where you you never know that a day I was at the grocery store and ran into an old friend. And simply walking down, I'm buying stuff to make chili. And uh, this person walks up and I've not seen them in a long time. And next thing I know, sitting there on the grocery store aisle, they just start sharing something really, really personal. And I was like, OK, here we go. Well, obviously, I didn't have time to think and pray before that conversation, but I could listen. I could stop in that moment and ask God to help me listen and ask God to help me focus in on what they were saying because it was important to them and not not be in a hurry and not be in a rush, not think about where I have to be next or what I have to do next, but just be completely present in that moment and completely listening. Another part of listening that's important for me that I've learned over the years is follow-up. If someone says something that's important to them. So if one of your 
so for instance, I have a group of high school guys. If one of them says something's important, hey, I've got a big game on Thursday, or hey, I've got a big thing going on here, uh, follow up with that. That shows that you listen to them. Send them a text. Hey, how'd that go? Hey, praying for that. Hey, man, hope that goes well. Checking in. How's that going? Or, or whatever that is. When you follow up to things they say, you prove that you're listening. And But that means you have to listen. <laughs> I've had times where I literally write stuff down on whatever I can find. Uh, sometimes I write it on my phone. Sometimes I write it on a paper that's near me just so I can remember, hey, I need to follow up with that. I need to send a text about that or I need to remember that because that's important. That expresses that I care enough to follow up on what you said was important to you. That's another huge part of listening. The last thing that honestly is, to me, one of the hardest but one of the most important is uh, a little bit of an awkward thing, but it's a really important thing. And that's simply this. Um, listening is one of those areas of life that I think for me, and I don't want to, this is not black and white, and so don't hear me say this and think, oh, if I don't do this well, I suck, because that, that's not true. I don't think, but uh, whatever. I'll just say this. The better I'm, or more focused I am on listening to God, the more concentrated and focused I am to listening to others. When I'm distracted by other things and not listening to God very well, it's very common for me to not be good at listening to people too. And so this is an area of our life that sometimes exposes where we are with God too and what's going on. Are we tuned in? Are we listening? Are we in a season of a place in our life where we actually take time to listen? Or are we so distracted by other stuff that we think we do, but we really don't? And I would just challenge you when you think about how do you listen to you take time and hit the brakes and just ask yourself that question. Think about your conversations you have. Think about what people are saying. Think about how you're listening. Think about how you're acting. And consider, is that something you could do better? Is that something that you could reflect Jesus better in, in your life as you consider others? Uh, I wrote a story in my first book that's a story I've told a lot when I speak. And um, I've told this story for a long time now. My first book came out in 2008, so I don't know how many times I've told this story, but I'm going to go with a lot. But I'll make it quick, but uh, a long time ago I was at this retreat with some friends, and we were in a cabin, and we were sitting out back of the cabin doing what dudes do, just telling stories and war stories and, you know, comparing scars and all that kind of good stuff and uh, just being stupid dude stuff. I don't know what girls do when y'all go off and do your things, but we, we tell stories and sarcasm and... Uh, you know, back when I played a little ball and all that kind of good stuff, but um, hang out with these dudes, great group of guys, and we're hanging out. And then one of them, and actually it was the loudest guy of the group. It was the guy that was the <laughs> the jokester, the loud guy, the look at me guy. He stands up and looks over. This deck is pretty high off the ground. and looks over the deck and then kind of shushes us and goes, shh, hey guys, guys, come over here. And we're like, what, what? Shh, come over here. And we all walk over and look over this deck and right below the deck, I mean, right in the middle of all these trees is this big old deer. And in that moment, I could think, if man, if my dad was here, he'd shoot it. But anyway, um, <laughs> uh, and we just sat there and stared, stared at that deer. And it just sat there and looked around and kind of cocked its head and looked around. And after a moment of sitting there, it kind of sauntered off. Your deer saunter. I don't know what deer do. But uh, and then right after, this whole herd of deer came running right behind it. And we just stood there and watched all these deer... Uh, prance maybe how about prance prance by and uh it was this cool moment and then we sat down and kept telling stories and being dudes 
But later that night, I had a thought. And I was laying in bed, and I just remember thinking, how come we all knew? And we're all like city slicker, Starbucks drinking, like city dudes. We're, none of us were like hunters. But we all instinctively knew when that deer was right there to be quiet. That if we made a noise, that deer was going to run. And we wanted to sit there and just let it be there and just kind of stare at the deer for a minute. And so we were quiet, and we all knew that. And I was that night sitting there thinking about it, and I remember thinking, golly, I know that I have opportunity and have access to the God of the universe all the time. And I don't do that. I don't stop and just sit in God's presence and let God talk to me and admire who he is and what he's done and what he's doing and what he's going to do for me. I don't do that. But I know to be quiet for a deer, shouldn't I stop for the God of the universe who sustains my very life and just listen and be quiet and be present? And I'll be honest with you, uh, when I wrote that and I thought about it, it convicted me. And it started me on this journey of being really intentional about trying to be better at listening and to be better at trying to be intentional when I, God provides me opportunities to spend time with other people to actually be present and to actually listen and to take time to listen to what people are saying and respond to it. Because who knows how God might use that. But I know he won't if you don't. I know if you choose not to listen and be distracted or not stop, then you're going to miss an opportunity that very well might be a divine moment to be an incredible part of someone else's life and someone's story. So just a challenge for you. How, are you. how are you doing when it comes to listening? How are you doing when it comes to taking time to listen? How's your body language? And again, that's I'm no, I'm no expert here. I'm a hot mess. If you're someone that hangs out with me a lot, you know that that's an area I'm trying to get better at, but I'm not always good at it. And then being responsive and asking questions and thinking and not always having to tell a story and allowing silence to just be there sometimes. Whatever that is for you, I just want to challenge you. I think for me, one of the coolest things about sitting on the porch, as I sit here tonight and I think about even this weekend of having friends over to hang out and watch football and talk about stuff, there's just something really cool when people know they can talk. There's something really cool about people knowing Man, I have a space and I have people in my life that care enough to listen to me. And sometimes it's just listening to the good stuff and I'm going to ramble, but sometimes I've got really important things to say. And I need someone to listen. Maybe you're that person for someone else. Maybe you need that person in your life. So last challenge, I would challenge you to be that person for someone and then pray about being that person, uh, making sure that you have, I'm sorry, being that person for someone, but also... Uh, asking God to make sure there's people in your life who listen to you as well. Uh, and the last stage of that, of course, is making sure you're taking time to simply listen to God and you're taking time to sit in His presence and let the God of the universe tell you who you are and who He is. Because as you do that, I guarantee you, you'll be better at that with others. That's the Back to Porch podcast for tonight. Thanks for taking time to listen. We'll talk to you next time.